You're listening to RSD Radio on 102.9 and 105.2 FM. And I have some guests with me right now in the studio. Uh, I'm joined by Amber Schultz and Francesca Tavanti from the LFR. The LFR is a, connect- a collective of organizations uh, that are involved in protecting the rights of refugees. Um, Francesca and Amber, thank you very much for joining me today. Good morning. Good morning. Um, now, both of you work for uh, two different organizations, Passarel and Riza, uh, which are both organizations that are part of LFR. Um, and yesterday you hosted a press conference on the occasion of World Refugee Day. Um, could you tell us a little bit about LFR and maybe also the other organizations that are involved? Yeah, so the organizations that are uh, members of the LFR are ACAD, Amnesty International, Ostic, Caritas, CLAE, Fondation Maison de la Porte Ouverte, Médecins du Monde, Passerelle, Reichen Hand, and RISE. Okay, and why have you? Why did you all decide to come together under one umbrella organization? The LFR is a is a quite old collective, actually. Like, um, I think um, it's important to have a collective like this. Everyone has its own experience with refugees, asylum seekers. Everyone can bring their expertise, and it's a um, it's a very important uh, actor in terms of uh, also discussing with the authorities in order to bring forward. A different topic of uh, that we want to to advocate for, and uh, it's very good to do it as a group, and uh, and each one of us uh, each one of us can can bring this experience that we see every day. Médecins du Monde doesn't have the same experience as Asti, so it's very uh, a complementary collective. Mm. Um, and you you hosted a press conference. Uh, the other day um, for uh, World Refugee Day. Uh, and this year you chose to highlight four topics um, that you thought are the most important um, for refugees. Maybe we could go through those and you could explain to us how they affect refugees and, and what you think needs to be done about them. Um, perhaps uh, one of you could start with the first one, which is access to the labor market. Yeah, access to the labor market is one of the most important steps for refugees to get integrated into the host Uh, countries and it should start at a very early stage uh, to avoid them becoming dependent of uh, the institutions and of the public authorities and um, right now in Luxembourg it is very difficult for asylum seekers to integrate the job market uh, because of several administrative issues. First of all they don't have the right to work for the first uh, six months of their asylum procedure and after that they can only work if they get Uh, temporary authorization for work. This means that um, they basically, most of them remain uh, outside the labor market uh, for a very long time. And if they receive their international protection status, they have to start from scratch because they're not ready to integrate. So basically the idea is really to push the government to implement measures that really facilitate the integration to the labor market at an early stage, like, for example, the PIA, Parcours d'Intégration Accompagnée, which is a project that was launched in 2017 by the government, but is still not very active. Phase two would need to be relaunched and phase three never started. And it would be important to really focus on measures that really make a difference, like, for example, workshops or training sessions that really give them the possibility to develop skills acquire skills, develop talents, and become active. Um, a screening procedure would also be important to screen uh, really their talents and skill and understand how they could really contribute to the host uh, society. And uh, on top of it, they should have access to measures 
uh, inclusive measures at an early stage as well. And they're excluded for that at the moment. So in the end, uh, you have um, a lot of people who are registered at Adam or Onis, but are not able, are not capable to integrate the job market. Also in Luxembourg, there are sectors where there's a um, really a need of manpower, like for example, construction or the food industry, uh, track drivers. And we have this passive manpower in Luxembourg that we should exploit, we should prepare them and make them able to really integrate uh, successfully. Mm. And a lot, of us, a lot of asylum seekers arrive in Luxembourg highly qualified, um, but there's these barriers for them to, to, to get work. Like you said, they're, they're not allowed to for the first six months, is that right? Yeah, and then I even after that, there's this uh, so-called AUT, so this temporary uh, work permit that makes things difficult, first of all, because they have uh, to go through the market test to so give priority to other um, job seekers in Luxembourg, which are not refugees mm -hmm. or not even asylum seekers, of course. And then um, they are um, in need of funding an employer who is happy to go through this procedure, which takes usually at least eight weeks. So not everybody is able to wait that mm -hmm. long. And then it's a temporary work permit that needs to be renewed every six months and can only be valid with one single employer. So we think uh, this procedure should be made a lot simpler uh, to facilitate the access uh, of asylum seekers skilled uh, that could already integrate um, Luxembourg uh, in their uh, professional sectors, for example, and also give the possibility to others to start uh, adapting to this new whole society. Okay. So it's a complicated process for the employer to go through, which probably discourages some employers. Um, and then they can only work for that employer. Is that right? Is that what At you're saying? At the moment, yeah? yes. But okay. I mean, the number of authorizations that are uh, given every year is really low. Okay. So it's really discouraging mm -hmm. employers. Okay. Um, the next topic that you highlighted was access to studies. Um, can you tell us about this? Yeah, uh, access to studies is another <laughs> big obstacle um, because um, at the moment, um, for example, asylum seekers can only access as guest students uh, if they want to attend university. This means that um, they don't uh, get any financial support, they cannot access university housing solutions, and most importantly, they cannot pass exams. Which means that in the meantime, if they receive their uh, international protection status, if they want to continue with university, they have to start from scratch. So they basically lose time, knowing that the asylum procedure usually takes between a few months slash years. Mm -hmm. um, that's the first the main obstacle, I would say, because it prevents people from continuing with their studies. Um, another huge obstacle is that the diploma recognition is a very complex process uh, when people don't have the diplomas necessary to go through that procedure because they left them in their country of origin or because they were not able to take them, um, they're very often blocked and cannot access uh, studies at university or uh, master degree studies. Um, and uh, this, of course, is uh, pushing them to um, look for other alternatives and even people who are skilled and who have experience and who would like to maybe uh, continue their studies or do complementary studies, at some point they have to become active in Luxembourg. So they give up on studies and maybe choose uh, to work in a sector that is completely um, different from uh, the one they qualified in in their countries. It's uh, especially uh, the case for uh, professionals of the healthcare uh, system, like, for example, doctors, dentists, uh, nurses, 
uh, who, when they arrive here, even if they get the international protection status, they um, cannot work because their diploma is not recognized um, valid enough to work here because they don't speak the local languages. When we know that Luxembourg recruits people uh, for the healthcare system from the neighboring countries and those people don't necessarily speak all the languages. Mm. So what happens is that um, these refugees tend to go to other European countries to get their diploma recognized and get back to Luxembourg to work here, or they just decide to work in another sector because um, they cannot wait or they, they don't have the possibility to get their diplomas recognized. And this is a PT because we saw during the pandemic that it was possible in a lot of European countries to um, recruit uh, like uh, people for the healthcare sector among refugees. Um, and the country of origin or the type of diploma they had didn't matter at that time. So I think there's an effort that can be done in that sense. Um, also, if we consider um, the, the huge solidarity uh, actions that have been put in place in Luxembourg uh, following the Ukrainian crisis, uh, we see that there's a lot that can be done. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, Ukrainian uh, students uh, when they have the temporary protection, they can continue their studies at the university in Luxembourg. They can get the diploma recognition. Um, they have access to the job market. And I think this is a very positive sign that shows that things are possible. So it'd be good to extend those to all. To all the refugees and asylum seekers. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay. Um, and the other topic uh, that, or well, the third topic that was highlighted uh, at the press conference was family reunification. Yeah, exactly. So we chose for the World Refugee Day to focus on integration and family reunification is a very in important factor of this, of integration of asylum seekers. Because of course, uh, the, the support of the family in a welcoming country is a very, uh, is a very huge aspect in order for people to to follow their training, to follow their studies, their uh, looking for jobs. Also on the psychological aspect, uh, having your family with you is a huge uh, is a huge relief that they are not in danger anymore. Um, family reunification links is very much linked to um, a fundamental right, which is respect of private and family life, and this is something that is uh, put forward in international texts on human rights. Um, so. For refugees, the European um, lawmakers they 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 wanted to make it easier actually for refugees uh, to bring their family with them when they or to to regroup with their families. Um, the thing is, on the ground, we can see that uh, the possibility to bring your family is actually very limited. It's only uh, the nuclear family, so husband and wife and uh, underage children. And um, so people, when they get the refugee status, they can ask for the family to come within six months without having to prove that they have housing, that, ha that they have um, enough um, financial capacities. Uh, there is a possibility in the law to bring also your parents if you're over 18. But in order to do this, you should prove that your parents are at your charge financially and um, without any family support in the country of origin. And this is very, very difficult to prove 
first of all, it's hard to prove that your families, that your parents are without any family support in your country of origin. But also, uh, this legal condition to to, that you have to show that your parents are at your charge is also very difficult and very few actually manage to prove this because once you get the status, as Francesca said, there is a lack of access to the work while you are in the procedure. So, of course, people don't have any income when they get the refugee status. So how can they prove that their parents are at their charge? This is very difficult and only a few people can actually manage to, to do this. So... It's true that in theory, in international law, uh, there are some uh, aspects that make it easier for uh, refugees to bring their family. But on national ground, of course, uh, the legal framework makes it kind of difficult uh, to bring other family members than uh, children, underage children and, um, and um, husband and wife partner. Um, Another issue we, we, we see on the ground is that uh, for quite some time now, uh, we have seen cases where um, children under age, mm -hmm. uh, without their parents in Luxembourg, but with an adult, so brother, sister, over age, uh, they had difficulties to bring their parents because it w they were not considered considered as uh, I know so the the term in the law is mineur non accompagné so unaccompanied minor exactly yeah. yeah so the definition of this first of all it's different from the law about family reunification and the law about uh, international protection the definition is not the same so there's the first issue and um, so they had the difficulty to bring their parents mm. and they had to prove that their parents like an adult were at their charge and without any family support. How can you prove this? When you're underage. Exactly. Yeah. So um, there has been a recent um, case law, uh, actually, that said, okay, uh, now it's, um, it's not, um, what is the term? Uh, it's not, uh, we cannot ask from a child to, to prove that uh, financially his parents are depending on him. So um, the, the court actually put forward the right of family life uh, and said, okay, it's true, it's not, uh, the child is not not accompanied because mm. uh, there is an adult with him in Luxembourg, but uh, it doesn't mean he doesn't need his parents. So this is a very positive, actually, but um, positive aspect, but needs to be translated in the law. This is very important. Also, uh, is the definition of family member, I think, should be extended. Um, to to take into account um, the, the the family links, you know, we we saw this um, also when uh, the Afghan crisis happened. Uh, many many people in in Europe, you have this definition of nuclear family, but uh, in some other cultures, family is way bigger than this and uh, actu the actual legislation doesn't take that into account it's possible to bring other family members there's another article in the law but the conditions uh, you have to prove that financially these people are depending on you that you have uh, enough uh, financial resources to take care of everyone and uh, in Luxembourg this is very difficult mm -hmm. so it's very important also to focus when we 
when the, the authorities takes this take decision on underage children to first look into the best interest of the child. This is the most important. This is what's been promoting and put forward in international uh, legislation. So this is the most important. Take care of the best interest of the child. And of course, see if it's in his interest to have his parents with him in mm. Luxembourg. Yeah. yeah. Looks looks like the issues relating to these topics are linked and there's you know there are these barriers on all four that maybe cause um, exactly. issues in in the other topics the final one was uh, access to housing yeah access to housing so housing is a uh, problematic in luxembourg like for all people living in luxembourg one day they have to face uh, housing it's very difficult um the the um, right to live in dignity applies to all people and housing is a very crucial part of this because of course um, so we have to say this is very important to say in luxembourg all asylum seekers they are hosted it's not the case in other member states sometimes france has been uh, condemned for example for this not for not hosting asylum seekers so luxembourg host all asylum seekers and even more than this because of the difficult condition of accessing housing uh, on the market um, ONAS, Office National de l'Accueil also uh, let's say tolerates uh, people who have been recognized as refugees in the in the camps so um, we saw we see some problems on the ground. First of all, um, the conditions in the camps. Uh, sometimes uh, people live with uh, four, five, six people in the same room, which can be difficult, especially if you are vulnerable, if you went through different types of torture or um, um, persecution. Uh, sometimes uh, the conditions are very different from a camp to another. So the, the cooking is not possible in every camps, but sometimes cooking is the only link that still uh, reminds you of your country of origin that you had to flee, bef flee before. And um, another issue is that because, that's what I was saying a bit before, because uh, of this hard condition to access private housing, almost half of the camps are uh, with P are, um host people who have the refugee status. So there is an issue in accessing once you get the status because of the of the um, of the yeah the difficulties uh, on the ground. So what we what we would um, advocate as LFR is that um, so the the government's coalition program said we have to create more space in the camps, more like better conditions. So continue going towards that direction, and also for people having the status, maybe put forward some type of um, of uh, structure or help um, help service to make the transition from a camp to the the national and the private housing sector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, unfortunately, we're running out of time. I need to go to the international news soon. But uh, just before we do go, um, do you guys feel like um, there has been some reception from the government that they've heard uh, the calls that you've made from this press conference or or do they need to listen up and kind of I, I engage with you? I think the, um, the, the government and especially the authorities competent for asylum uh, they are very much open to discuss with LFR. Mm -hmm. uh, every year we have a discussion. We had a discussion when uh, the Ukraine crisis happened. So there is the voice is heard. 
well, it's not always uh, not always all our our claims are answered right now, but at least they hear us. We still continue to advocate for all this because yes, of course, there are there are some disagreements, and yeah, we need to keep pushing mm. for to defend people, okay. refugees. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time today, for coming in to talk to me about that. And I hope that uh, LFR can uh, keep working towards making changes for the process of refugees arriving in Luxembourg to be uh, simplified and made easier for them. Thank you very much. Thanks thank you very time. much. Thanks.